to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I am here with Carly Palace. She is currently the VP of Marketing at Pavilion, formerly Revenue Collective. She brings over 10 years of marketing experience and a proven track record in driving growth for scaling businesses. Prior to joining Pavilion, Carly, Carly led demand generation at Aircall and supported growth of other tech companies like Bounty Jobs and 2U, not U2. Carly has a graduate degree in integrated uh, marketing communications from St. Bonaventure University. Carly, thanks for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Sean. Really happy to be here. I'm happy you're here too. I absolutely love Pavilion. And I think how I describe it to people, and I think your CEO, Sam Jacobs, said it best, is you're training people in out of companies to bring you know that expertise and knowledge back into companies that companies probably are not a available to do these days. And I absolutely loved um, the whole premise of, you know, the membership organization, the announcements this year, the growth in the community. I've, I've fully invested in the community and been a huge advocate. So I just wanted to let you know, and the, and the listeners know out there, Pavilion, awesome, check it out. You know, there'll be links to the notes in the episode and everything. Thanks so much. And um, yeah, just great to hear, obviously, you know, our members being happy and, and getting value out of their experience within Pavilion is our goal. It's what we focus on every single day. And so it's always great to hear directly from a member when, you know, we're delivering on that. But we also thank you for, you know, we know you're super active within the community, that you're always giving back, you're engaging. I know we were just talking about your you're in two Pavilion University schools right now, which is mm -hmm. so cool. So thank you for, for being such a valuable member uh, within Pavilion and, and always giving back to others. Well, I'm honored. Um, and I'm giving more back. I'm actually uh, was a small councils facilitator. Oh, yeah. Just made that announcement. I mean, I like I love when every time you, you if when you sign up, anybody who signs up, the, the email newsletters are fantastic. They're right to the point. They 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 inspire, they enrich, you know, your daily. And that's what I like. Those are the email newsletters. I, I really actively read when I like, Oh, I see it. I'm going to read it. <laughs> so, um, Carly, you know, pavilion, you know, I think it was pavilion started, you know, three or four years ago and it's had several different iterations and a name change and a few other things. Um, you know, why did you join pavilion or formerly revenue collective back then when it started? What was, what was the main driver for you? Yeah, so like you said, uh, Pavilion uh, was founded a few years ago in 2016 uh, by Sam Jacobs, our CEO and founder. And uh, really the, the foundation of Pavilion was creating a safe space for revenue leaders at high growth tech companies to come together and talk about the challenges they're facing, uh, the successes they're having to share their expertise with one another and really create like a safe haven in what is often a really challenging and cutthroat and difficult place to be a leader within. Um, so Pavilion started as the uh, executive community and in, I guess it was 2018, 2018 or 2019, Sam started the associate community. So executive community is VP level and above. Associate community is any, any at the time was more uh, manager to director level folks. And uh, the associate community started in New York. And 
has a had a bit of a different look and feel than it does today. And the way that I got involved in the associate community was actually through my former boss, Jeff Reekers, who's the CMO at Aircall and just a fabulous marketer who I look up to immensely. And uh, he was a part of the executive community within Pavilion, encouraged me to join the associate group. And I was lucky enough to, to get ad admitted into it and to go through what at the time was this kind of cohort-based uh, experience within the associate community. So the reason that cohort-based experience was so valuable to me was because I was at a point in my career, I was the director of demand generation at Aircall. I had um, kind of leveled up to that, to that role and had, was in the prog process of hiring a team of, I think we were eight at that time across all different functions, events, online acquisition. Uh, we were focused on partner marketing, content marketing, and marketing operations. So as a new manager um, overseeing such a diverse team, I definitely felt like I could use some peers to bounce ideas and challenges off of. And you would think in New York, like, oh, that must be so easy. New York, one of the biggest cities in the world, you know, tech is thriving there. But in reality, it was actually a pretty isolating experience. And so by joining the associate community, I became um, friends and peers with folks who were in a similar position to me. And we were able to talk about, you know, the challenges that we are facing, like how are we, you know, how are we hiring in a difficult market and what are we doing to create journeys for our team members uh, to, to grow their careers within our organizations and how do we support our growth and, and, you know, how do we balance all the things that, you know, middle management typically has to balance. And so having that um, network of peers to really support a lot of the a lot of the challenges that I was facing and to fill kind of that void was was so incredibly valuable and really just kind of the first step for me within Pavilion, you know, the revenue collective at the time, because then from there it's, you know, the events and I'm able to learn from some of the best revenue leaders within the world. And then it's um, and then it's getting to connect with other executives and learn from them. And so um, it kind of became this snowball effect, but really uh, at the core of it for me was, you know, being at a point in my career where I'd stepped into a new role and meeting a network of peers who were, could give me unfiltered advice and, and who I could learn from their personal experiences. And, and I really got that. And I'm so, so grateful. I, I share the same sentiments. I, I mean, I'm going through some of this, you know, coursework and just understanding where other people's personal experiences, like I haven't hired over 100 people, but someone in my cohort has. And so getting their experience or getting people from different experiences, not just in the U.S. now. It's I'm like, it's APAC, it's EMA, like EMA it's it's everything. It's it's understanding the world and the business that's going on. So, you know, switching a little gears here, you know, if everybody goes onto Pavilion site, it's it's shown in the in the Slack groups, it's shown in everything that you touch in the sense of the company values are paramount. And I think the hard thing is, is how do you, how do you market values? It's kind of the big thing. And so what are some steps or processes um, that you took to get your team rooted in the company values 
And then how did that impact, how was that impactful in the marketing? Yeah, great question. And um, I think it's really one of the things as an employee of Pavilion that has made my experience so unique and something that uh, wherever my career takes me, I, I hope to experience. Um, so our, our values, um, so I, I guess one thing I'd like to do is take a step back. So we have a core set of values that define what it means to be a member of Pavilion as an employee or as a member or as a partner, right? So those values for us are members first, we get by giving, we deliver X plus Y, listen closely, act quickly, diversity makes us better, always better, and we choose to come from kindness. So those values are at the core of every decision that we make. Um, but before I dive into that, I think one of the things that makes Pavilion so unique and quite honestly so successful at what we do is the fact that we are 100% a customer or a member-centric organization. So every single decision that we make is with our members in mind. Um, we track, NPS is the main metric that, that we track. That's the one of the metrics I'm gold off of as an executive. Um, it's a metric that every single person on our team is gold off of. Um, and so while I have certainly been a part of organizations who are customer-centric or like to say that they are, this is really the first organization I've been a part of where when we say we value our, our customers, we value our members, and they're the center of everything we do, we live and breathe that every day. Every decision we make, we talk about how would this impact our members. Um, every investment we make, we say, is this benefiting our members in the long term? So that, I think, is a really, really important piece of um, of how we then deliver those values that I mentioned before. And um, our values, I would say, yes, as you mentioned, you know, they live on the website, but really it's about how do we implement the values? How do we talk about the values? And how do we get our members engaged with those values? Because those values are what we call our technology, right? We're not a technology company in the kind of traditional sense. We're not like an outreach or a brand or a Salesforce. Um, how we and how our members um, lead themselves based on these values is really how we can make a difference in the lives of our members and in the lives of professionals throughout the world. And so, uh, so the way that we kind of instill these values throughout the throughout Pavilion, and and by that I mean all of our kind of what all of what Pavilion means, our HQ team, our um, our members, our partners, kind of the market at large. Um, the first is back to kind of that customer centricity. Like we live and breathe by those values, right? Like we hold ourselves to that standard um, and we talk about those values a lot. So we're constantly reminding ourselves and the team about you know, why these values matter, why it makes us unique and the difference that these values can have on our members. And one of my favorite things that we do is every Friday at the end of the day, the entire Pavilion HQ team comes together and we don't talk about numbers. We don't talk about campaigns we're running or projects. We just talk about member stories and member successes and member wins. 
So every single week, we're wrapping up our week talking about how has how have our values made a difference in the lives of our members? And how have our members supported one another in making a difference in, in the lives of one another? Um, and that, like, constant reminder of the impact of our values, I think, is, is something internally within our HQ team that, um, that enables us to really kind of uh, to leverage those values to, to make a difference for our members. And then with our members specifically, you know, we talk about our values during our enrollment calls. We talk about our values during our quarterly offsites. Like we're just constantly talking about it um, and then making sure that every single decision we make, that every single piece of marketing that goes out, that every conversation or, you know, whether it's in person over Zoom or over Slack, that, that our values live within those conversations. Um, and so really, I think what it comes down to is just ingraining those values in every single interaction, in every single conversation, and in every single decision we make, and not losing sight of them, and importantly, holding ourselves accountable to those values so that, you know, we're, we're always making sure that um, we're, we're doing the best by them. I absolutely love that. And, and it, it's very, it's very transparent. And, and it, every interaction I have, you know, been introduced to in, t- in the sense of, you know, probably some small, you know, company offsites or, um, or member or, you know, connection or Slack or email or whatever that may be. But, you know, I, I bet it was a, um, a very um, trailblazing in a sense, um, being, it, it being very unique. And so you obviously had to have some learning lessons along the way. So what are some, you know, learning lessons that you've learned going through and, and figuring out how to integrate values, where to, into, you know, ingrain those in order to help members, in order to help employees, in order to help the whole community? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, I think that for us, um, uh, l- the way that we know if we're doing our part in building uh, experiences and a place for members that's rooted in those values is by listening to our members. Um, So like I said, one of our values is listen closely, act quickly. Um, What that means is our ear is always to the ground of what is resonating with our members. What don't they like that we're doing? Um, What what didn't really deliver a lot of value? What was an experience that they might have been frustrated by? And we make, when we hear those things, we don't just shrug it off. Like we'll come together as a leadership team to say, okay, you know, what's happening here and how can we fix it? Um, so I would say in, in building those values and, and um, holding ourselves accountable to it, um, you know, a, a lot of that is, is rooted in that constant feedback that we get from members and being able to listen to that. Um, And, you know, I think one of the challenges that we face as we get, as we grow and and our membership gets bigger and and we are, you know, expanding offerings and and adding value is, you know, uh, you get to a point where the community is so diverse, has so many different um, levels of, of, of folks, you know, we now have the analyst community for um, 
for folks who are early in their careers. You have, um, so from, you know, literally your SDR who's fresh out of college, you know, first year on the job, all the way up to a seasoned CEO. We are kind of, we have members at every single level and the needs of all of those members are going to be very different. And it's hard to serve the needs of each of those. So uh, while I think we've done a really good job with um, our values up to this point, I definitely see a challenge that we're starting to face, but I think we'll definitely face in the coming months of like, how does, how do you listen closely, act quickly when your membership is getting more and more diverse and the needs of those members are just so, so different. Um, and how, you know, how do you, how do you instill your values to such a large group of people? So I guess that's a long winded way of, of kind of coming finally to an answer to your question, which is, I actually think we've had a lot of success with our, with our values so far and really instilling our values and, and, um, I think a lot of that is based on, you know, what I was saying before is that it, we're, we root it in everything we do. I actually see a lot of challenges to come in the coming months and years, just given the growth that we're seeing and, uh, and how diverse the community is becoming. So I think, um, you know, my thought is, well, let's, you know, stay true to those values, continue to stay rooted in them, constantly listen closely, act quickly, um, and try and strike that balance as, as we continue to grow. So uh, I guess, you know, we can check back in a year and, and see how we're doing then. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I absolutely, I, I love that. Um, so no more grueling questions here. Um, this is kind of the, this is kind of the open um, part of you sharing a story. It could be, you know, even from the challenges that you face to, you know, even the, um, the, the end of Friday um, talking about um, some customer stories. You know, if you want to, if you want to relate that, I feel like that, you know, anything that you want to share that would um, help inspire people in the sense of, you know, where you came from and where you're kind of going, I think would be a true testament of, you know, people who are in very challenging positions or challenging markets or, you know, you know, or challenging just experiences or situations to see that there is, there can be a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think maybe what I'd love to do is, um, Instead of, I guess Pavilion will be looped into this, but maybe to step away from Pavilion and to um, tell a story that I think your listeners, um, uh, a story that might resonate with them that I think they could learn from that ties into one of our values, um, but is unrelated to my experience at Pavilion. You know, this is a story from from my days uh, before Pavilion. So, um I think as a manager, one of the um, one of the biggest and best lessons that I've got uh, at, throughout it's honestly happened multiple times is um, the importance of listening to your team, right? And uh, you know, I mentioned when I was at Aircall, I was overseeing a lot of different functions, had a pretty big team, um, and we were moving really fast. During my time there, we we scaled from ten million dollar business to close to a fifty million dollar business. And when you're moving that fast, there's you know things are constantly shifting. You know people are are working extremely hard to kind of push the limits and deliver results. And um, 
as a manager and, and at Aircall, one of our values was transparency. So I um, got into the habit of, of chatting with the team, um, especially during kind of review times to say, you know, what can I do better, right? How can I support you and what can I do better? Um, which I think ties into that listen closely, act quickly, uh, the listen closely part of that listen closely, act quickly value. And um, one of the pieces of feedback that I got as a manager at that time, um, and this is obviously specific to me, but was that um, when a problem arises uh, with someone on the team, right? You know, they run into a roadblock, they run into a challenge, um, that my gut instinct or what I what I do for them is jump to what's the solution, right? So let's say, you know, we're, uh, we have an event that's happening next week and our caterer just canceled. And my reaction would be to jump to, okay, so how do we find new caterers? What do we need to do? Who can we reach out to? Like, who do we know? Who's from the area? You know, jump right to, okay, let's solve this problem. When in reality, um, I think what good managers do and, and, and is to say, is to take a step back first and say, wow, that sucks. Like, I'm so sorry. I know that you worked so hard at finding that caterer and that you've been working so hard on pulling this event together before we even jump into what needs to happen. Like, just know that I hear you and that, like, I, I can only imagine how this must feel, right? Um, and the, the kind of the way I've thought about this in my mind is um, when someone comes to me with a problem, I'm uh, I'm quick to diagnose and I'm quick to prescribe, right? What's the problem? Okay, we identify the problem. Now, what's the solution, right? Quick to what diagnose, quick to prescribe. Um, and I think a good lesson for everyone as a manager is when someone comes to you with a problem is to take that step back and think about how is this affecting this individual, right? This human. Um, and, you know, understand that, like, whether it's frustration or it's anger or, it's sadness, whatever it might be, that it's important that we acknowledge that emotional side of things before we dive into the problem or the solution. Um, and so tying that back into kind of this whole idea of listen closely, act quickly, um, throughout my career, you know, I've, I absolutely think we should still always listen closely. And as a manager, you need to be able to listen closely to your team every single week, right? You need to be able to, like, that's how you succeed as a manager. Um, and you need to act quickly, right? Like, if you want to scale, if you want to grow, you got to be able to, like, make a quick decision and act quickly. But we can't lose sight of what happens between those things where you acknowledge the experience that someone's going through and you acknowledge the human side of it and tell them, like, I feel you, I understand you, I hear you, um, and I'm here for you. Um, now let's go solve it. Right. And um, so that's feedback I've gotten in my career. That's a story that like every single day is, you know, I come back to it to some degree that I think is incredibly value valuable to me and a, a good reminder to, to all the managers out there of, you know, um, how to listen to your team and, and the importance of, of acting quickly, but that there's there's something that also needs to happen in the team. You hit it on the head, like um, quick to diagnose and quick to prescribe, just kind of like a doctor is. But the difference between a good doctor and a great doctor is that good bedside manner. 
Right when you yeah. said that, I was like, you can't lose sight of the pe the person that you're treating. Or you're treating because if you listen to them, they know their body better than you do, and that person knows the experience better than you do. And so, listening through you know those key indicators um, of what's kind of going on with them, it shines a light in the sense of like, okay, you know, it's not just uh, another thing that we need to solve. It's okay. What experience did you have, and what you learned from it, and how can I help? Yep, exactly. And, and I absolutely love that you when you said that. I'm like, oh, doctor, bedside manner. <laughs> um, so, um, and this actually works perfectly in the sense of acknowledging the human side. So, this part of the episode is about you, Carly. It's not about pavilion. It's not about you know tech membership growth. Um, it's about you. And so, this part of the episode is is free reign in the sense of you know. What do you, why do you love what you do in work? Like what gets you up in the morning? That's the first thing you think of like, this is why I love what I do. Yeah. Great question. Uh, for me, simply it comes down to knowing that the work I'm doing is impacting others in a positive way. So whether it's impacting your team and helping them grow and helping them find success and helping them find a career that they love, or whether it's, whether it's, um, uh, it's your customers, right? And impacting them and helping them level up their careers and find success and find happiness in the work that they're doing. Um, waking up and knowing that the energy I'm putting into my work is positively impacting those around me and those I'm serving is definitely, definitely what motivates me the most. Talking about energy, <laughs> what do you do to... Um you know, build, build back up your energy because you can, you can give and give and give and you can burn out from that. So what do you do as your, you know, for hobby and for health wise to help you find that um, balance, that flow, um, filling up your cup again, basically? Yeah. Um, so I wish that I had a cool answer to this and that I had a like awesome hobby that I put myself into, but to be totally like, for me personally, where I recharge the most and the best is sitting on my couch with some sort of like popcorn and seltzer in my hand, watching TV and like cuddling my dog. Like that for me is if I want to just zone out and fill my cup back up and get back to a place where I can go and, you know, give out my energy some more. I am definitely like more of the introverted type where I need to just, you know, have quiet and have my favorite things and just recharge that way. Yeah. I'm guessing it's a light seltzer because based upon the health question, I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I love just a, yeah, not a, not a hard seltzer. It's like your plain seltzer water. I have one of those soda stream things and, I'm constantly drinking seltzer. That was uh, something I discovered when I moved to New York City, and I have, have never looked back. It's <laughs> funny. Um, Carly, thanks so much for talking about Pavilion, you know, the early stages, why you joined as an associate member and eventually became the VP of marketing, even just your experiences at Aircall um, and, you know, learning from those experiences and how you transitioned to, you know, not quickly diagnose um, and offer, you know, prescription, it was more so what was the human aspect of things. And I, and I just, and I hope the listeners know, like throughout this, you know, you, you really resonated that everything that you've explained, 
um, and even just about you. You know, what do you do and how you help others um, and how you recharge. I think that's really important that you don't have to be doing something all the time, like hiking, you know, traveling, doing. You can just literally just be sitting on your couch, cuddling with your dog, drinking a seltzer, eating some popcorn. So, Carly, <laughs> thanks so much for being on this episode. Thank you so much for having me, Sean. It was such a pleasure to be here. And to all the Converge coffee drinkers out there, that's a wrap.